Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Destiny Today with your host, Anthony Turner. Join us as we explore life and purpose from a kingdom perspective through biblical teaching, inspirational messages, and informative discussions with special guests. Our goal is to equip and mobilize you to walk in the fullness of your destiny today. Hello everyone, this is Anthony Turner. Of course, I'm your host of Your Destiny Today. And we're coming to you from Aiken, South Carolina. Uh, I've been here for the last several days. I'm teaching a school here um, that um, started last weekend. And I've got uh, another meeting that I'm doing here. And I have the great privilege of having with me on the show today two amazing guests, uh, two firebrands. I'm going to let them introduce themselves to you in just a minute. But just to kind of give you some backstory, um, in 2017, uh, I met um, one of my dear, dear friends by the name of Catherine Wade on a trip to Israel. And that spawned a uh, love affair with uh, the city of Aiken, where she's from. And I've been invited back several times to do some conferences and some teaching and training. And um, in future uh, shows, you'll even hear about some some things that the Lord is having us do here in in Aiken. Uh, but of course, in coming back and forth, I've had the unique privilege of uh, meeting some incredible, incredible people. And I have two of them with me here in the studio today, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves to you. I've got a young lady with me and a young gentleman uh, who I believe with all my heart God is uh, placed for such a time as this to make an impact uh, in their generation, in the community, in the nation, and around the world. And so uh, I'm going to start with the young lady. I want you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Cassie Johnson. I am from Aiken, South Carolina in 2019. I graduated from Clemson University and the Lord called me back to Aiken. And now I work at Life Choices Pregnancy Care Center with Miss Catherine Wade. Yeah. And uh, I had the privilege of meeting Cassie last year, I think it was, Mm -hmm. and uh, we've just been, uh, she's been one of my favorites ever since, and just a tremendous woman of God, and you'll get to hear a little bit of her story and just uh, some of the things that the Father is uh, speaking to her uh, uh, for her purpose and destiny and her destiny today and moving forward, and and, the, and also coming here, uh, 27, I think 2018 was the first time I came, and, and uh, I had the privilege of meeting a young man who uh, Father has, I've seen just kind of over the last three and a half years, just develop into um, just a champion uh, uh, of, of the kingdom. And so why don't you introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, hey everyone, I'm Seth Wade. I'm from Aiken, South Carolina, born and raised. Um, I'm currently a sophomore at USC Aiken, and I'm studying uh, and majoring in chemistry. Yeah, and uh, if you notice the last name, Seth is the son of uh, Catherine Wade and Robert Wade, my two dear friends here in Aiken, and uh, 
like I said, when I met him, he was still in high school and um, uh, really kind of quiet, somewhat <laughs> shy, uh, was always tall. He's over six foot tall. But um, but I've just had the privilege of seeing him just um, go from somewhat of a shy uh, uh, young man to this 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 man of God who has a passion that's readily seen in everything that he does. And one of the reasons that I really wanted to ask you, and we're going to start with Seth. We'll come back to you, Cassie, but we'll start with Seth. One of the reasons that I wanted to have you on the show is because um, there there has been this uh, transformation where I feel like you've uh, hit a stride to, to know that there's things that the Father has called and created you to do. And uh, if you don't mind, can you kind of give us a little bit of that story of your transformation from this kind of shy guy into this person who, who feels like you know you have a purpose and destiny to fulfill in the earth? Yes, sir. Um, so I'll start in 2018. I was, as you said, I was in high school. I attended a small private school called Southern Baptist. Um, and so that was where I was going to school and was playing sports and doing that such thing. And it was 11th grade, and so I was... Um, looking at possible future locations for me to go to school. And that's, and I know that I met you there and I remember the day before you, or the day you left, um, we went and got uh, Sakura, which is a Japanese restaurant. And that comes up every time I think about you. Um, but at that moment in my life, I was not living for the Lord. It wasn't something that I was um, really interested in. And it was one of those things I knew he was there, I but I really could care less. Mm. Um, and because I grew up knowing all the Bible study and Bible stories, I knew um, the Lord's Prayer. I knew all these different things that I've been taught through school and through my right. parents and um, through youth and children's uh, ministries. But it, it never really made an impact. And it didn't until I attended Anderson University, which is where I went for my first year of college. Um, I remember the, the first couple of weeks I was just doing what I always did, just kind of living for myself just hanging out, looking to have fun. And it was a Monday afternoon. I had class later that night. And so I was just uh, going to go read my book. But for whatever reason, I decided to hop in my car and I was going to go for a drive and um, go up to this lake that that's around there and go read and um, just think and listen to music. But instead, I, I, I took a detour and I headed towards Erskine, um, due west south carolina which is them in the middle of nowhere <laughs> um but so i was driving and i was struggling with some um some depression and anxiety which i'd always struggled with um but on the way there I, I was talking to the lord um for the first time in a long time and i was like lord i don't i don't know why i'm here i don't know what you have for me i don't think this is the right major for me i don't think um i don't think i can do this on my own and so i kind of came to that make or break point where it was, it's either I, I choose the Lord here or I, I stop trying to half do it halfway. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just go, keep going down the secular path and I didn't, there was no life changing encounter. Well, it was, but there was, it was a series of events. And so I, I pulled over funny enough. I pulled over at a Baptist church called Crossroads Baptist church. <laughs> um, and that from that moment forward, it started this, um, progression of my passion to chase after the Lord and everything that I'm doing, 
um, and finding him in, in the, the ministries that are at Anderson and finding him in my friends and um, actually taking time to read the word and actually enjoy being in his company and, and, wow. and spending time with Father. And so, as you said, from that point forward, I've been um, more or less the person I am today. Just yeah. kind of, I keep looking back at milestones. I'm like, wow, I was so naive. I was so, um, what was I thinking and all these different things. But yeah. it's because I've come, come so far that I um, have learned so much. And Father has has changed my heart, my mind in so many different ways. Wow, that's so amazing. The thing that's interesting, uh, it shows you the sense of humor that the Father has that you would stop in front of a crossroads yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> to mm-hmm. make that decision. But the decision that you made, and like you said, it wasn't one of those things. I know we have a friend who uh, uh, we both have a mutual friend uh, uh, who's had an experience and an encounter with the Lord where it was like in one moment, everything mm-hmm. shifted. But with you, it started with just a decision yeah. that uh, you had come to that place where you knew that you knew that, that God was there. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I find it interesting. You use these words, which was, which very impactful to me. You said you knew he was there, but you weren't interested. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, what? why was it in that time of your life do you think uh, you weren't interested, even though you knew you grew up in a Christian home, you went to a Christian school? Uh, so what What was it that uh, didn't, that made you not be interested? It, I, it was really, I think, my, my peers and um, the authority figures in my life, such as my teachers and the people at my church, mm-hmm. um, because I didn't see anything that was different in me than what was in them. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I'm doing, I'm doing just as well as everyone else. Yeah. And it, it was still that, that sense of that religious, um, mindset where I, I I'll check and do my good deed for the day. I'll do my, um, do my Bible reading and, and mark that off the list and I'm, I'm good to go. Um, but I, there wasn't any all the any like life changing things that I now have learned to notice because I, I recognize the Father and so I just kind of and there was also a point in my life where I did not want to give up certain things yeah um, that I would have to give up to live that life yeah and I would or to follow God and act, and actually have a relationship with Him and so I was like you know what I'll, that'll be a later thing whenever I'm forty fifty I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll serve the Lord then yeah um. But he obviously had other plans. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. Uh, the whole time you were uh, talking, I kept thinking about that song uh, by Corey Asbury, uh, you know, uh, the the reckless love of God mm-hmm. where yeah. he chases us yeah. down. And so that's been on my heart ever since you've uh, talked about it. And I'm, you said some other things that I want to get back to in a minute. But first, uh, let, I want to switch it over to our uh, delightful Cassie and just kind of... Uh, Tell us your story, Cassie, uh, and just, I've known you a little less time than I've known Seth, but what I've noticed about you is that you run hard after the Father. You love Him. Uh, once, I, I is, is some, Cassie is somebody that I want the whole world to meet because she just bubbles over with joy. You cannot be in uh, the same room or even the same building with her and not feel the joy of the Lord that she, uh, uh, just exudes from her persona. So just, uh, kind of quickly catch us up and tell us your story, Cassie, and 
uh, all about you. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, it's hard to follow that, Seth, <laughs> but I've always loved the Lord. Um, I got saved when I was five years old, and I grew up in the church. But one thing that I was lacking was purpose. So I was always on fire for God, and I loved Him, but I yeah. didn't. I didn't know what to do with that, and I didn't have a destiny or a purpose, and I didn't know His plan for me, and so it left me very vulnerable to the attack of the enemy, uh-huh. and it left me very open to the things of the world, and so I. I loved the Lord, but I didn't always demonstrate that in the way that I lived my life. And people wouldn't notice that because I was good at putting on this front that my life appeared to be this way, but it really wasn't. And it's funny that you say I have this joy because that is something that I diligently sought because I was so sad. Like I did not have the joy of the Lord. I I smiled all the time and people thought I was happy, but inside I I knew I was missing something. I had all this fire and all this passion, but I didn't know what to do with it. And in college, the Lord began to show me how to how to walk that out and what I was supposed to do. He began to show me the plans that he had for me and the thoughts that he thinks about me. And that really set me on this path to chase after him wholeheartedly. Um, Because previously I was I was afraid that his plans wouldn't wouldn't be what I wanted for myself. Mm-hmm. And I was too scared to let go of what I thought I wanted to follow after what he had for me. And that is what made me so sad because I couldn't love him with my whole heart because I had like one foot in the world <laughs> and then one foot in the Lord. And so he just began to make that clear to me in college. And since then, since he freed me from that fear and, and a lot of that anxiety, and since he gave me his joy, which is now my strength, I've been able to just run after him wholeheartedly, knowing that whatever his plan is, even if it's not clear, it's way better than anything I could plan for myself. Well, yes. And like once that fell off of me, that's why I have the joy. That's why I can run after the Lord because he set me free to do it. But I had to get to a place kind of like Seth where I was like, okay, God, I'm, I'm resolving in my heart. You're it. You're all I want. You're all I need. And I don't care what it looks like. I just want you. And once I got to that place, the Lord was able to, to reach into my life and set me free from a lot of those things. Wow. So, yeah. That's so awesome. That's so good. You know, both you and Seth mentioned something that I want uh, to hear from both of you on and touch on. Um, and I'll go back to you really quickly here, Seth, because, uh, you know, uh, I asked you that question about um, why you were not interested. In, and and you, you said, you know, I looked around and you were surrounded by people who, I mean, it wasn't like you grew up uh, in a crack house somewhere. You grew up around all of these people who were involved in church, who were Christians, but but you didn't see anything that made you want to just run and and just hunger after the Father. Uh, do you believe that that's... Uh, do, do you see that as something that's important for you now to to uh, to display in your in your walk with the Lord? I think definitely because I know that personally part of my my destiny is to be a, um, 
be a father to the younger generation. And so even at, like, cause I still attend my um, old church's youth. And so, and I'm not a leader there or anything, but I go to be with my friends and um, learn about Jesus. Um, but there's, there's the young people that go there as well. And so even like, I don't directly mentor them and I don't directly talk to them um, about things of the Lord, but I, I, I just try to show, show the difference between like what's different about me than what's different in other people. Right. Um, because there, there, there has to be in my eye, there eyes, there has to be a change between, um, between what the younger generation sees and the older generation. And we've talked about this before about how, um, the older generations that they've done, they have had their thing to do and the younger generation has their thing to do. But there are those who are in both generations to mentor um, and to pick up things that they did. And so they can bring them down into these gener- into the lower generations, younger generations um, and, and kind of light that fire in them so yeah. that they don't have to spend the first 19 of years of their life, 17, yeah, 19 um, years of life running away from the Lord and, um, kind of break out of that that nominal Christianity idea yeah. and recognize the Holy Ghost fire and recognize um, who the Holy Spirit is and having that relationship with Him and um, going down that path of I will serve the Lord no matter what. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And Cassie, for you, uh, you were, you said you, you, you've always loved the Lord. Um, he's always been a part of your life since five years old. Uh but there were some decisions that you had to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like, and you kept, you said he delivered you from fear. Can you just kind of expound on that a little bit? And, uh, you know, I know one of the things that you said that you were afraid of was that his purpose and destiny for you uh, would would not match up to what you saw mm-hmm. yourself as uh, in your future. Yeah. So talk to me about that a little bit. Yeah, so some of the fear that I really struggled with um, was the fear of rejection, um, the fear of man. That was that was a big thing, and um, like I mentioned before, the fear that the future he had for me wouldn't be what I wanted. I was deathly afraid that he was going to call me to be like poor or clean the toilets, and I was like, that's not what I want. You know, he is a He's a good, good father, mm-hmm. and I see that now, but I couldn't see that then because I was believing lies Okay. that the enemy was feeding me, which that's what fear is. It's a lie, and once you get in that mindset of this lie is now my truth, mm-hmm. you, you get trapped, and that's where I was. I was trapped in this place of being too scared to live authentically as the person Christ created me to be. I was too scared that people wouldn't receive that really radical person. Yeah. And so I watered it down. I tried to be what other people wanted me to be. And in doing that, I I lost myself. And when God called these fears out and he set me free from them, he gave me the opportunity to choose him over the fear. Yeah. And so he presented himself, his true self. He laid the truth out before me and said, okay, you choose. If you want to stay bound by fear, which is something that we're all bound with at some point or another, if you want to stay bound by it, you can live this life. 
but if you want to be free, just step over into me. And when I did that, when I saw who he was and who I was in him, that's really how he set me free. And he used some deliverance and deliverance ministers to do that at my church as well. Um, But first I had to make the decision that I wanted to be free no matter what it cost me. Wow. Even if it cost me the life I thought I wanted to live. And it did. Uh, I wanted to be a physical therapist. I wanted to be in physical therapy school right now. And I had to lay that down before the Lord. But I'm so much happier here doing what the Lord has called me to do. Yes. Than I would have ever been doing something I thought would satisfy because only God satisfies. Amen. Well, I want to touch on something else and uh, possibly hear from both of you, uh, even though you may have not mentioned this part, Seth, but one of the things that you said, Cassie, because uh, when you were talking about being delivered from fear, you, you, you spoke about some specific types of fear, mm-hmm. fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. So um, can you explain a little bit what that felt like to you, what it looked like for you in your Mm -hmm. life, fear of rejection? Yeah. um, So I got saved when I was five. The Mm -hmm. day that I got saved was the day that my mom left us. And that's really where that fear of rejection seeped in. Because when you think of a mother, like that is someone that's supposed to love you no matter what. That's the person that loves you the most. And That was not the case in my life. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that it bothered me until I got into college and I saw what a real mother-daughter relationship looked like. And I realized that I had that void. And God wanted to fill that void, but I didn't know it was a void. So the enemy came and he filled it. And that rejection really dictated how I lived my life and how close I let people get to me. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't do a lot of things and I didn't hang out with a lot of people and I didn't let people close to me because I wanted to reject them before they rejected me. Yeah. And I was really dictated by that spirit of rejection and that fear that comes with that. And it really inhibited my ability to get close and intimate with God. Yeah. Because... I didn't think that he could actually love me. My mom didn't love mm-hmm. me. And then he began to reveal how that was a lie. And she did love me. And she was broken herself and didn't know what real love was yeah. because she doesn't know God and mm-hmm. God is love. And he began to show me how he's perfect and he would never do that. He says he'll never leave us or forsake us. And so rejection isn't something that we have to it's a void that we need to allow him to fill. And when he showed me that and I let him fill it, it didn't just magically go away. Like I had to, <laughs> to, to wrestle with it, but not, not from a place of defeat. Like I have victory over the fear of rejection and I don't have to let it dictate how I live my life. Yes. So now, uh, um, Seth, has, has there been any type of Anything that you've had to overcome as far as fear, has that has that been something that I know you said um, that even when you had that um, that crossroads moment that you realized that um, you had been dealing with some depression or anything like that. So yours may have not been fear, but it may have been depression. Do you want to speak on that? Sure. Um, there there was that that fear of man. I. I definitely was struggled with that, and I still have a little bit of that, but working on it. 
Um, but there was also a fear, fear of failure um, because I am very hard on myself, sometimes to a fault, um, many times to a fault. <laughs> um, but so I was always always worried about what I was going to do in life, what what um, what career I could pursue, pursue that would make the most money because the way that my dad thinks and he does it in a loving way, obviously, but he, he's concerned about what, what makes the most money. And Mm so, um, that was just the mindset that I had developed that I need to get a job that will make a lot of money so I can provide for my family, um, down the line. And so, and, and failure in friendships as well, failure, um, and finding a a spouse, um, and really, failure to please God in a way. Yeah. And I know that was silly, but back then I didn't know. Yeah. Um, and so that was another reason why I didn't, I wasn't interested because I didn't want to set myself up for that kind of failure. Right. Um, yeah. Well, that's so, you know, it's interesting because, uh, even as you both were talking about, uh, the fears that you've had to overcome and the fears that we all still overcome. Uh, I, I was thinking about something with that word fear, uh, you've probably heard this before, but uh, an, an acronym that I've heard for fear is that it's false evidence mm-hmm. appearing real. And one of the things that I know is that the the, the enemy is constantly, uh, I mean, he's done it since the very beginning, and that is giving false mm-hmm. evidence and, and wanting you to believe that, that God... Mm-hmm. His purpose for you, his plan for you, his destiny for you, that he can't fulfill it. That's right. That is just, you know, that's the, all of us deep in our hearts, deep at our core. Because, uh, you know, even when we talk about parents and uh, and their desires for us, of course, our parents always want us to mm-hmm. succeed. And, and sometimes how that's translated in our minds uh, is I've got to do this to please my parent because if I don't, they will... So the, again, there's there's at the base of that sometimes a fear of rejection because mm-hmm. what yeah. what happens if I don't right. um, meet the standards that my parents yeah. have set for me or or in in your case I was a lot like you too uh, I was a perfectionist for a long time which meant the 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 the, the challenge with being a perfectionist is you're going to always be disappointed. That's right. Because even if you got something right today, tomorrow you're going to mess. I mean, it's it, it can be a miserable life that does lead down a road of depression. But but the thing that um, I even think back all the way to Genesis, and that's always been, and, and I think we're talking to somebody who's maybe listening today to uh, the podcast, is that that the enemy has become a very, um, he's become very uh, proficient mm-hmm. in his ability to give you false evidence that appears real. Right. He did it with, I mean, he did it way in the beginning with, um, with Eve when he said, uh, the reason that God doesn't want you to eat of the tree is because he's withholding from you. Right. He doesn't want you to know that if you eat of this tree, uh, you're going to become something that that that's more than what God is offering you, mm-hmm. and so it's interesting. Is is as I listen to you both, uh, we have these deep desires and these deep longings to to succeed mm-hmm. and to to make to make a difference. 
And yet what the enemy tries to do is he comes in to tell us that we can never do that with God's plan. That's right. Because because God somehow is withholding from yeah. us. Uh, do, do, have you found that to be uh, true in, in your case, Cassie? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I believed that lie. And I let fear rule that part of my life, especially because I am very, I'm a very driven person Mm -hmm. and everyone always expected me to be super successful. Like in high school, I was going to be a brain surgeon (laughs) and no one could tell me I wasn't. And I was so driven by money because growing up, we didn't have that much. And I watched my dad struggle Mm -hmm. for us and I didn't want that life, um, at the time, I didn't want children because I was afraid <laughs> that I wouldn't be a good mom or that, you know, it wouldn't work the way I wanted it to. Like my husband would leave or I wouldn't have a husband. All of this fear because I couldn't understand that God had a perfect plan for me. Right. And yes. I, I couldn't figure out how to get to it because I kept hearing the enemy say that that he calls us to suffering and mm-hmm. that he asked us to pick up our cross and follow him to lay down our life. And that to me was just so hard because I wanted to be high achieving. I wanted a large salary. I wanted free time. I wanted this. Like I knew how I wanted my life to look. I wanted to work with professional athletes. And I just kept hearing that God God wouldn't do that for me. Mm. And that hurt so bad because I knew God And I knew he was loving, but I didn't know his character well enough to tell the devil that he was a liar. I didn't know Father intimately enough to know that he loves me and he doesn't have conditional love. Like he has a plan of love for me. I just have to trust him. Absolutely. And so once I learned his character intimately and I got to know father personally Mm -hmm. for myself, not just what I heard about in church. He began to show me every lie that I was believing and he began to crush those lies with his truth. That's awesome. Now you touched on something because you said that not you, you had to find out the character and the, uh, the nature of God for yourself, yeah. even beyond that, that you even was taught in church. Do you feel, Seth, that that's, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, there's a scripture that I love. Uh, it's in Proverbs 25, verse 2. It says, it is the glory of the Lord to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings to search it out. And in my own personal life, I found that, that I've had to um, be one that's, that's been on a quest to discover who the real God of mm-hmm. of my salvation yeah. is, it's good to know Him through your parents. It's good to to know, but but what have you discovered that for you is that is that something that's been um, important in your life? Certainly, because as you said, like the your parents' faith and that stuff, and obviously that doesn't transition. Um, doesn't transfer down, but my faith is completely different than what my mom's faith is mm-hmm. and completely mm-hmm. different from what my dad's faith is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I have that specific relationship and that different relationship um, with the father and everyone, everyone will be like that um, because we're all made different. We all have 
our brains work different ways because mm-hmm. my brain works completely different than Cassie's <laughs> and we've learned that over um, the past year. But there's a, there's this verse, it's a section in Romans 8, but it talks about um, how we were not given uh, the religious spirit or uh, spirit, orphan spirit, mm-hmm. um, but we were given the Holy Spirit and the spirit of adoption. Um, and I had never read that verse and that that changed my my worldview that changed mm-hmm. my view of the father it changed my view of how i view other people um because it, it and later in that in that section it talks about how we have the ability to call him beloved uh father Abba. Yes. um and that that helped me to see him for the first time ever helped me to see him like that um that he, he is that loving father and that he brings correction when it's when it's necessary um, but, and most of all, he, like, he's my best friend. So wow. I just will talk to him, yeah. um, about whatever's going on. We'll just have conversations and, um, so I'll be sitting in class and I'll just be like, Lord, what, what's on your mind right now? Um, and so we'll, it will end up be talking about something that happened in the class. Um, wow. but it, it's, it's such a important thing to have that relationship with father. So you can know his heart, mm-hmm. you can know what makes his heart tick and, um, there's the the uh, Maverick City song. It says, it's move your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always think about Moses, but there's that idea that I, I want to be able to sit before a father and I want to be able to um, see what he's doing before others do because I know what's what his heart is and where yeah. his heart is. Um, and that's the only way I know to do that is to be able to have that personal relationship with him where you know the intimate details wow of him. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, as you were saying that, I kept thinking about uh, a scripture that has become very uh, Im- impactful to me. It says that um, Israel knew his works, but mm-hmm. Moses yeah. knew his ways. Yeah. That's right. And as I was praying into that, the Lord uh, spoke to me once and said, if you do not, if you only know me by my works, or he said it this way, actually, if you do not know my ways, you are you make yourself susceptible yeah. to misinterpret my works. Yeah. That's right. And so, you know, without an intimate relationship, if if he's just the God of my parents or mm-hmm. God of Sunday school or my Sunday school teacher or what I hear on, in church on Sunday, many times what we what we learn in those environments is just the works of God. That's right. But it's in our intimate times where we have that close, personal, intimate relationship that he reveals his ways and that changes everything. I know it's changed everything for me. And obviously it's changed everything for the two of you because um, I'm just so very proud of the both of you and who you are and, 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 and you, you, you represent him and you, his glory, uh, you wear it really well. So, um, uh, in our closing uh, remarks here, I just uh, if uh, I'll start with you in, in this case, Cassie. I mean, like you you were in school, mm-hmm. uh, you discovered, and you had to. I mean, you know, a lot of times I've seen a lot of young people. School causes them to actually go away from the father, yes. but with you, it seems like it it drew you closer. So as a like a closing remarks, uh, uh, talking to a generation, your generation, mm-hmm. and those uh, 
younger than you uh, in high school and even in middle school who are struggling with peer pressure and mm-hmm. fear of man and fear of rejection and everything else, what would be your 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 advice to another generation and even those in your generation? How, how, how do you overcome that? Yeah. Uh, for me personally, it was a strong biblical foundation. Mm. So my advice would be to get in the word. The reason that my relationship got closer to God in college was because of my strong biblical foundation that the Lord had been developing my whole life. Because when I was faced with all of these indoctrinations in Mm -hmm. college, when they were spouting out all these lies, I could spot them Mm -hmm. because I knew the truth. And that's the only way to be set free. You have to know the truth. Yes. And the truth is Jesus. The truth is the word of God. And so if you're struggling, get in the word. It may not feel like it's doing anything, but if you let that penetrate your soul, you will begin to allow the the Lord to show you his ways, to show you how he operates and let your hearts cry be to see the heart of father. Because when I, when I bowed my knee before him and asked him to show me his heart, he did it. And I could never turn back after that. Once you see how much he loves you, you, you just don't want to turn away from that. Amen. Amen. And Seth with you, you said, you know, um, for those who are at the crossroads, uh, who maybe have grown up in church, and those who may not, they may not have ever mm-hmm. known anything about God, but what would be your advice to uh, your generation and the younger generations as they maybe find themselves at a crossroads right now? I mean, I, I think there's that that sense of what Cassie said about the biblical foundation. Um, and w- another part is what we talked about is that intimacy um, and I think recognizing that there, there's nothing that you can do that God, God will, will ever separate you from God and the love of God. Um, there's nothing that you could say, nothing you could think, um, act upon that would ever make him love you less. And I, I think that was something else that set me free because it, it, it kind of took a whole load off my shoulders that I was carrying for no reason. Yeah. Um, so it's it's that that intimacy and um and even if you haven't had that the biblical background, but just finding ways to plug in with other believers around you, yeah, um because they don't they don't have to be the most spiritual, they don't have to be on fire well hopefully they're on fire, but they don't have to be um but I know like b c m at Anderson University it ch- changed ha- how I thought, yeah, um because it was it was a group of about four hundred college students that came to worship the Lord, um in which I found out very quickly worshiping the lord is is what sets you free that's right um and it it brings life and it 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 helps you connect with the Father in a way that you can't do in any other way wow, that's good um so just keep plugging along, I guess, um yeah. At first, it'll, it'll be difficult. At first, it may make no sense, but just trust in Father. Trust that He will, um, He will meet you because He will meet you. Um, because just as you're running towards Him, He's running towards you. That's good. Um, and even if you're running away, He's still running towards you. Um, but because <laughs> yeah. that's just who He is. But that's just who He just is. Just searching, 
searching your life for him and seeing it and trying to change your mindset about how you view people and how you view um, the things around you, because I, I bet that God is interacting in your life in some way um, in those situations. Amen. Well, this has been rich and been awesome. Uh, I, you know, um, I'm going to ask uh, Cassie, if you would just kind of, for those, our listeners uh, who are listening, and 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 before we, we close out, I'm going to ask Kathy, Cassie to close out in prayer. But before we do that, I just want to let you know, just as uh, these two young, amazing people of God have discovered that Father is running after you mm-hmm. because he wants a relationship with you. And I just want to encourage you to know that no matter what your experiences, what your uh, traumas, what your pains or hurts have been in life, that the Father is there. And whether you uh, grew up in a Christian home, whether you never heard uh, Jesus' name spoken in your home, he's been there waiting and running after you the entire time. And, um, and I just want to encourage you, especially uh, all of our young folks, I say uh, 30 and under, that this is your time. I really do believe with all of my heart that this is your time. And that's why I wanted you to hear uh, two voices from your generation that have uh, had to overcome uh, all kinds of fear to get to the place where they realize and know that he's a good, good father. And that his plans for you, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you and their thoughts of good and not of evil thoughts to prosper you, not to harm you and to bring you to a hope and future. That's our God for you. That's, that's who he is. It's just his nature. And he wants to show you just all you can be if you just um, come and have that intimacy and that intimate relationship with him. So Cassie, if you would just just pray for our uh, our audience and those who who are listening and our uh, listeners today. Absolutely. Dear Lord, I just come before you and I thank you for every person listening. I thank you that you have put your words in our mouths and that they will not return to you void, but they would accomplish all that you would have for them. I thank you, Father, that you know the thoughts that you think towards us and they're to give us a future and a hope. Lord, help us to see that future. Help us to know that that hope is in you, that when we're lost along the way and we come to that crossroads, that you have been right there. Thank you for leaving the 99 to find each and every one of us. I ask, Lord, that you lavish your reckless love on each listener and on us, Lord, that we would see your ways, that we would know your heart, and that we would turn to you with everything that we have, laying it all down before you, knowing that you are our good, good Father, and that you take joy in us, and that we can trust you in every situation. I just praise you, Lord, and I honor you now. In the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for freedom, and I bless you. Amen. 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 Well, Seth, 
Cassie, it's been an honor and a joy to have you on the show today. And I just want to encourage you to uh, tune in and subscribe. If you haven't subscribed to Your Destiny today, uh, click on that subscribe button. Uh, We're on iTunes. We're in Google Podcast. We're also on iHeartRadio and Spotify. You can find us just about everywhere. And so uh, we want to continue to come and bring you uh, the, the, the sounds and the voices of some incredible world changers who have discovered their destiny and they want you to find your destiny Amen. today. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Your Destiny Today with Anthony Turner. To join us each week, don't forget to subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. To find out more or to invite Anthony to your next conference or event, go to DestinyMI.com.